Oh, fuck. Roll that intro. Don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes. I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Oh. Woo. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Whew. Smelling salts. <laughs> Can thank Joe Rogan for that. You know, see, my nose even got a little stuffed from it. You think that would have cleared it? Woo! Uh, you know, funny enough, I was, I never tried them before. Ooh, man, that is, that is brutal. That was, I'd never tried them in the past. Uh, I never played, I guess, sports as far as um, organized. I did play them all the time, but not, not necessarily organized. And uh, I actually never was able to try them, but oh man! Although, ooh, the first the first time I did them ever ever, which was just I think like last week, was so brutal. My eyes were watering. I didn't know what the hell hit me. That one actually hit me pretty hard. Uh, I thought I almost shit myself last time, or I was close to it. Ooh, but that, uh, ooh, I guess that wakes me up a little bit. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> ooh. Well, welcome to uh, Hella Average with Jose, my podcast. Oh, still haven't heard back from Brad. But again, this is going to probably take a minute. Um. Oh, God, my nose. <laughs> uh, but appreciate you guys joining me today. Once again, uh, thank you for taking the time and just taking a little bit of a listen. Uh, um, <coughs> I had to turn on my my <coughs> my AI, my I mean my AI Jamie, shall I say, right? Uh, because I don't know if I'll uh, need him today, but just in case, I might as well bring uh, Jamie Chat GPT up. And, you know, in case I need him for something. Sorry, I'm still trying to focus, actually. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, so... Sorry, I'm trying to be... I'm trying to be in front of the mic, but I'm trying to... Uh, oh, type in the password here. So, appreciate you guys, um, again, taking the time to join me. Also, ooh, have a new uh, video up. On YouTube, yes, finally. I told you I was going to finally start putting up something. Hopefully, I'm a little more consistent this time. <clears throat> but it's a uh, it's a an animation that I actually was very happy how it came out when I first had completed at least the excuse me the audio and the scenes because basically I always build the characters first or draw the characters first. Then I draw the scenes up first. And then when I and then I do the props, I have all the props. I do a lot of research on the Easter eggs that I put in there, which is why if you're not familiar with the show, there's probably a lot of things that you won't maybe find um, 
funny or that you won't understand. But if you are a fan of the show, which is, again, this is Holmberg's Morning Sickness on 98 KUPD. Uh, he's, you know, local here in AZ, but they do have an app that you can always listen to. And usually from, uh, they're usually on 545 in the morning till 10 a.m. in the morning. And um, he's uh, he's my buddy there, but I just uh, love, love the show. He's he's a funny motherfucker. He's he's uh, he's genius, comedic genius to me anyway. And he's fantastic. One of the best impressionists actually I ever heard. Although now that GPT and, you know, AI is coming, that's, that's going to be a little hard to beat. But it's it's just, it, you know, he's he's great. So I always love doing animations for him. I've been doing them for a long time, for a while. Matter of fact, that's how we actually became friends is because I did do an animation for him just as a fan. And it turned out to be, turned up to be, or turned out to be a friendship, which I'm very grateful for. And he's actually networked with me with a lot of other people, great people, you know, Frank Caliendo, Craig Gass. There's been a few, um, Brian, Brian Callen. So, um, yeah, I don't ever get to name drop actually, you know, uh, <laughs> but those are a few and, and it's been great. So I always like to do these only because, I mean, it's it's really because I'm a fan because I find it so funny. And when I cut the audio together, because that's actually what I do first. So let me, and I probably did this one a little bit backwards. I had some of the characters drawn, but I usually always listen to the audio, what, what I want first. And recently I've been trying to stay at, a, at 60 seconds or less. So that way I can put it up on YouTube shorts and put it up on, of course, IG reels. So I used to always do them about a minute and a half, maybe two, and they do take a long time, but they're so funny that I don't mind it. And then recently I've been doing the last few I've been doing vertical because of the reel and the shorts. It pains me. Listen, I'm a videographer at heart and and been doing it for a long time. The vertical format is still hard for me to take, but hey, you have to adjust. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with with trying new things it is this do i not really like it i you know i don't but at the same time it's a good way to challenge myself it's a good way to challenge yourself if you're you know if you you know used to doing something one way and you and also not only that you feel like it's never going to change and it did and it does and the same thing with the people that maybe only do vertical because that's how they were, you know, brought up into this world, just knowing vertical stuff and shooting landscape will actually bring some other, you know, great creativity around. And it's great. I mean, especially with the what, what I really like about the landscape is that you can put so much more in there versus a vertical. But, you know, it, it's still it's still doing different things and doing it different ways. And it's just about adjusting and and expanding really and so i always cut my audio first which i did and i basically had all my characters drawn and i had my scenes drawn for the most part and when i kind of put a rough cut together i was like man this one isn't as funny as i thought because there was just this couple parts that really hit me made me laugh out loud but then i realized and remembered because um Holmberg loves the, the tunes when I do. Well, the whole, the whole team does. The, the entire <clears throat> the entire morning show loves them. And uh, and I remember what Holmberg always said. He's like, man, it's one thing is he's like, 
I don't care about what I say. He he might not sound humble on the radio, but this guy truly is a humble fucking dude. And he's like, you know, whatever I say is just dumb shit. It's, it's, it's just things that I'm talking, things that I'm saying. And it's just fucking stupid half the time. And he says, most of the time, I don't remember that I even said anything. But when I see you put everything for me to see and see it in cartoon form, he goes, I can actually, I actually enjoy listening to a few things that we discussed on the show because he goes, it just adds a different element to it, right? Got visuals and, and he's like, it's just, it's just, it brings a whole new life to it. And that's the only time I actually really enjoy it. And he really loves it. And one of the things he said was, what I say, like the things that I say on the show and, and the content that I, I spew out is, is okay. He's like, but that's not the funny part. He told me, what I love about your shit is that you always put so many different Easter eggs in there. And he goes, that's what I, that's what I really love. And that's what I look for. And I, I will watch things multiple times, five, six times, sometimes 10 times to try to catch everything. And that's really my whole, one of my biggest purposes for doing Easter eggs. One, I love Easter eggs. I love inside jokes. I love cycling back from shit. I, this is just one of the things how I love to do, especially even, even when it comes down to joking with friends or whatever, I'll always remember certain things and I'll bring it back. If not later that day, maybe even a few days later, maybe a week later, I love circling back. There's just something, especially if it's funny, right? And that's one of the things that I love to do. And of course, that also helps in people knowing that they know this, that I have multiple things in there because it's a, it's a normal pace animation at, you know, 24 frames per second. Um, part of that is by design. So I get more views. I want to have more than just one view. I'm like, oh, that's good. I want people to keep viewing it multiple times, you know, so definitely part uh, um it's definitely uh design that 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 that's the reason I do that but um what i'm saying is because oh uh is that that for a minute there the audio i was like man i got i did a lot of stuff and now just maybe it's not as funny as i thought but you know i thought there's a couple things fuck it find what you think is funny and do it do what you feel is funny and then I also remembered, you know what? I just I'll just put extra Easter eggs in there and extra little things. And then that way it it will be just as funny as all the other ones I felt. And that's exactly what I did. That's exactly the approach I took in the execution. And sure enough, it hit. And it's actually turned out to be one of my favorite ones, honestly. So it was fun. It was great. And I finally got an animation up there after a while. A video in general and like i said i'm hoping to do more uh i am not hoping i'm going to do more let me rephrase that so um i guess that was the longest uh, um the longest shameless plug i'm putting in there for my youtube so if you haven't checked it out check out my youtube jose Mesa the degenerate and subscribe because that always always feels good when you see that right i mean my my subscribers uh monthly have dropped a little bit and understandably so i haven't put as much content up there but subscribe if you haven't hit that bell so you know when i start putting up some more content especially some of those some of those animations and hopefully i can start getting some comedic stuff up the vlogs kind of 
you know, it, I love I would I love doing the vlogs, but they they can be a little difficult because or maybe boring for me only because it's a, I, I can't be going to the same car shows and doing the same thing. Now, if I was maybe presenting or riding a new car every time, that'd probably be different. And maybe that's that maybe that's the approach I could take is just do a quick little B-roll of one of of a of a particular car there and put and throw it up there. Maybe that's all I got to do. I don't know. I just, you know, tend to talk too much. And before you know it, I got to cut a five minute video down to 60 seconds or less. But um, but check them out. Hit that door. Hit that. Ring that bell again. There I go. Always going off as I usually do. And check that out and check out my IG, Jose Meza underscore creator. If you would, please check that out and give me a follow. I've been putting quite a bit of content up there recently, more reels than anything. And I, I got to say, I've been enjoying it more so than I ever have in a while, especially I think because the content that I'm putting up are just videos on my phone because I take my camera for shots. And I'll do I'll take my Canon camera for shots and for video, sorry, to cut together and make a nice B-roll type of video. But the 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 iPhone camera is easy because I can just shoot vertical really quick, look at a couple cars, take take a 360 of the car and throw it up and it makes it that much more easy. And the camera quality is spectacular. Uh, not as good as my Canon, but whew, man, is it is it's amazing. So check me out on that. I also will be having, sorry, my nose just got stuffed up from that. <laughs> Again, I thought I'd clear it. But um, also check out, uh, or not check out, I don't know. I have a new IG that I'm putting up. And I already got the tag and the email and everything. Now, I haven't posted anything on there yet because I kind of wanted to wait for some content so I can start posting it in a consistent manner. And then I just actually, and, and I just, I think I just created this just a few weeks ago. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to wait till I can have some content ready to go. And I have some now, but that way I can start putting stuff out and posting it consistently. And then I realized, uh, don't make the same mistake that I've done in the past and that other people do, waiting for that perfect time. Now, not that I'm waiting for the perfect time, I'm waiting for more and more content, but why wait? Just start posting shit up. I might as well just start posting shit up. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna wait till I got a lot. A lot. I'm just gonna start doing it now. You know, um, at, by at least at the end of this week or or this weekend. And start doing it. So my other handle, and again, it's hard because I had the bodybuild, the body, was it the bodybuilding photographer, I think, is one I have, which is supposed to be nothing but photography. And that's what it's all it's been. But I since I've been doing so much on my Jose Maze underscore creator, and that's my main one, I've been using that mainly all photography because I was posting my just like cigars and things like that. And I just kind of wanted to gravitate towards more cars. And again, believe it or not, running a couple different IGs can be time consuming, especially the the uh, the hashtags. Maybe I can have ChatGBT help me out with that. Our future overlords. But while I'm uh, while I'm in control, I might as well have him work for me. 
But Jose Meza, Jose Meza Comedy is my other IG. And if, of course, you know, go check it out. I don't, I haven't put it in my link tree or I haven't put it in my profile on Jose Meza Creator. I'm still wondering if I should or not, but go check it out. Or at least not go check it out because there's nothing really there. But, you know, give me a follow. I'll start posting some stuff up there. That's going to be really more comedy stuff that I'm doing. Uh, skits, I will even put stuff up there as much as I can. Jokes, memes, whatever it is that I come up with. Stuff that I always want to put on my IG, but it doesn't flow with my photography or videos. Therefore, I, I kind of tend not to. Uh, but that is my new thing to go. So looking forward to trying that out. And I will start or try to start putting up content there. It's probably not going to be as frequent yet. But I'm hoping to get to that and not wait for the perfect time. Because as we all know, there's no perfect time. Uh, let's see. That's about it for now. I know. That took fucking forever, right? Sorry. Um, so today's podcast. Um, I actually, I actually contemplated on even doing it. So quick little story when I was prepping for this podcast, I'll try to make it quick. I know. Oh, fuck. Here's Jose again. Fucking here goes another fucking goddamn long ass story. But I, I thought of this, this um podcast topic and i and i and i found it interesting i at least i did at first and i'm saying because i do enjoy i do enjoy science stuff you know i've always loved science but i love you know different things and especially science is one of them and so forth and then my my buddy rick sent me some some great topics i think i mentioned that last time and I'm going to start looking into those as well. There's a few that really pop out to me that I really want to look into and start and, and do a podcast on. And because I was on a time crunch, uh, I was actually working on a, on a reel. Oh, yeah, because if you guys go check out my IG, I, I recorded Kit, you know, Knight Rider uh, from there who actually made an appearance, not Michael Knight himself, but it, you know, the, the more important one of the two showed up, not the half. And, uh, and so I kind of put a little video together. It, not that it's like, not a B-roll anything. I took a couple videos, cut them together, but I did put the voice box of Kit up there, have him talking, kind of like saying, talking about his specs. I thought it was just cool. And I just wanted to do it. I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was going to get that many hits or views, and it really didn't. But it, what it comes down to sometimes, again, is that if you like it and you feel like it's funny, I think do it, right? I mean, it's not and, – and I, I know that it's – here I go. See, I told you it's not going to be quick. But the reason I'm saying this is because I'm not saying like it, – it's, it's hard to really – I'm trying to explain it. If you If you like – it, and if you think it's funny or, like, or cool or clever or something like that, yeah, then you should do it because it makes you happy and you like it. But the reason why I'm saying like it's kind of iffy sometimes is because people are like, see, yeah, I do whatever. You know, I yeah, I think it's funny if I, you know, walk around with, um, I, I don't know, naked with only a sock around my, 
you know, my dick or something. Like that's not funny and it's just and it's just stupid. There's certain things where where you're just trying to get attention for no reason. I guess let's put it that way or something like that. Like you're so desperate for attention or for validation or whatever it may be. So there's that's what I'm saying is to me, there's a little bit of a fine line of of doing like what you feel is funny, what you grade is funny, what what you feel is funny and what you feel is great to do it because like this little video I thought was funny and I was going to, and I'm going to do it. I did it uh, as far as also like some Jose Mesa comedy, but there's also certain things where you also have that common sense, right? I mean, yeah, do what you feel is great. And what feels funny, but have some common sense about it. And the other thing is, is I guess also is, is I if if it were me, like if I was trying to be a stand-up comedian and I was doing something that I felt was great, but nobody else did, and I'm and I'm looking to make a living off of this, <clears throat> and I and time and time again, by not just not not necessarily peers, but more by by audience and and the public not finding you that great or that funny or whatever it is, then maybe you know that's not the way to go right it's it's just like well i think it, i i i think it's funny you know like i think dad jokes are funny well you're not gonna make a living off doing dad jokes you know unless you know you're this fucking monster type of person but um there's certain times also that involves income or whatever that you might have to gravitate or pivot or whatever it may be right but anyways um the, I just there's certain things that if you think it's funny, it's great, then try them. And I and I just I I didn't think and I kind of knew that the kit thing wasn't going to get many views. But I just like this idea and I put it together and I think it was fun. So you want to check out kit? Go check them out there because uh, it, it did take me. This is one reason why I said why I'm a little late on the podcast. Not for you guys, but for me and my schedule, I was So I'm running. I was running a little tight. So when I was doing that, when I first was researching this podcast, it was a science thing, and it was the massive ocean under Earth's crust, okay, which I actually hadn't heard of. I actually saw this in an IG post from Rogan. He always has some interesting stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. And it's a type of ocean that's something like 400 times or something bigger. Now, don't quote me. I'll, I'll have to ask Jamie here soon. I mean, sorry, uh, Jamie Chat GPT um, about it because I, I want to say it's 400 times bigger than the oceans combined uh, the, um, on the surface of Earth or something like that. So I thought, holy shit, this is absolutely fascinating, right? And we're like running out of water, blah, blah, blah. Well, Jamie, can you look that up for me just to make sure something like that? It doesn't have thanks, Jamie Chat GPT. Uh, underground, but it's not single interconnected body of water like an ocean. Oh, that's interesting. So let me read what what Jamie Chat GPT has to say. As an AI, I do not have access to information about massive underground ocean on Earth. There's no specific evidence suggesting such an ocean exists. Okay, so oh, you know why? Because I have Chat GPT three. If you want Chat GPT four you have to pay and I'm not going to pay. So uh, I have, I have, I have old Jamie here, uh, but anyways, it's this, it's this 
huge water thing, whatever. And I found it fascinating. So I started doing research. I'm like, okay, this will be great. I'll do this. Because this, I had I had seen this a few weeks ago. Well, through all my research, as I'm looking, there's not a lot on here. As far as there's there's a, there's a lot of articles, but they're all pretty much the same. And they're quite short, most of them. Are, well, pretty much all of them. So I kind of started looking. I'm like, well, I found it. In, same thing, like I said, well, I find it interesting, so I'm going to put it up, right? Because I did. Again, I like science and this and that. Well, then I... And I did see this in 2014 was one of the uh, articles I had seen previously. But I was like, ah, maybe they found something new and that's or more additional information. And as I kept researching and looking, yeah, everything is basically still like it's like nine years old of information. So as I actually prep for the podcast, I put it all together on my notes as I do on my TV on my TV and my monitor. I thought, hey, this uh, this will work, and I put everything together. And I thought, well, you know what? It's still fine. I, I think it's interesting. And once I put it all together, I just kind of kept doing more research because once I put something together, I thought, well, maybe there's a couple of things that are more interesting that I could note, I could put together, I could put inside my my podcast notes. And I came to Reddit and. Reddit, I have a little bit of a love and hate with it because I think it's cool in many, many ways. And you can get a lot of honest answers from there, which I really like instead of, you know, the help from Adobe, which is, I mean, you're like talking like it's it's written in engineer language or lawyer language and, and half the time it doesn't fucking work, right? So I'm thinking... Okay, and and so Reddit is a little different than that. Now, the other part of reason, the, the, the Reddit part that I don't like is there's a bunch of fucking winos in there, a bunch of um, people that, you know, know everything, Mr. Know-it-alls and so forth, and, because, and a bunch of haters. There's a bunch of fucking haters on there, and everybody thinks they're the fucking smartest people on the fucking planet and so forth, and so that part bothers me. Right. And and so uh, what what is it? The There's like a lot of woke fucks there. And I'm not a woke fucking fan at all. And the the hipster doofuses, I'm sure, are a lot on there. So I, I have a little love and hate, but there are certain times I really do use it. And I saw I saw a few on there and I thought, OK, I'll check this out. And there was a lot of clickbait, clickbait, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. You know, science is wrong again, blah, 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 whatever. And listen, science is not wrong. It's scientists that are wrong sometimes, right? They have theories, but that's what they're called, theories. So necessarily it's not wrong, that's a theory. So, but scientists can be wrong. Science is not. It's just trying to understand language. It's just like, hey, this language is this, this way. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It means that you don't understand it, right? So I thought, okay, um, I'll look at Reddit. And like I said, there was a few of those things. I'm like, well, whatever. And I kind of got discouraged a little bit, but eh, I'm like, eh, I think it's still pretty interesting. So as I start looking a little more and I actually type in Earth's massive underground ocean, Reddit, and there's a lot of threads of Reddit came up. And the majority... And I'm talking majority, 90% or above, 
were talking about how it was clickbait, nine years old, very hundred percent valid. Nine years old is old fucking news. It really is. It's not necessarily water. It's you know in a in a sponge tiled sponge type rock. Not that the rock is sponge itself, so to speak, but uh, I think it's ringwood white. Ring, ringwood. Uh, maybe I can ask Jamie Chat GPT here. Um, let's see. Sorry. Uh, yeah, ringwoodite is a high pressure mineral that is believed to be one of the most abundant minerals in Earth's mantle. It was named after well, whatever the stupid. To guide 10 read work. So, anyways, this is a material that is under under Earth's crust, about 400 miles below Earth's crust, and it absorbs water. So that's what they're saying. They're they're considering that's water. And from the Reddit and a lot of things that I was looking at, it's more like dirt that's soaked up water or something for instance it's these it's also has like these diamonds um what like large water-filled diamonds but the water is like very very small very very like just small small quantities so as i kept reading first again it was old news and second it just got less interesting as i kept researching and kept reading more into it and with science, it should never get less interesting as you keep reading and researching. Usually you go down a rabbit hole and it gets just more fascinating. This time it did not. So after about an hour and a half or two of prepping, I decided to abandon, abort that podcast, delete it and start a new one. Well, plan a new one, prep a new one, whatever you want to fucking call it. And that's what I did. Now, because I was in a time crunch, again, there was a few that my my boy Rick sent me that I really want to do, but they're going to take a little bit longer time to to prep for. I saw this one that I again, Rogan, I always hear some interesting shit with Rogan that I'll like, oh, shit, I'll start looking into that. And there was this one topic that came up and I had put it down. I'm like, okay. This one I can do. I looked. I did a quick research on it, and it wasn't like it was interesting. It wasn't crazy long, and it wasn't completely short. I mean, it was shorter than I expected, but nonetheless, it was more interesting than water or rock that soaked up water. What did I say? Rock or dirt that soaked up water. Let's put it that way. Something like that. So, um, so I thought, well. I'll switch to this because it, I, st- I still had like another hour and a half or two that I could prep. So I decided to go with this. Now, that being said, as I finish this, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a warning in a sense. This got quite dark. And this is why I actually... Even after I prepped for the Massive Ocean one and deleted it and prepped for this one and took me an hour and a half or two, I woke up this morning thinking, I don't know if I'll do this podcast because 
it bothered me that bad. Like, it was, I don't know. It, it bothered me. It bothered me bad that all night last night, and and I don't like bad energy. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not spiritual by any means. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I like happy shit. That's what I like comedy. That's why I like to laugh. Now I've always read about serial killers in the past and so forth, but I backed off of that. I found it very fascinating because I do and I still do. But I backed off a little bit because there's a lot of negativity that comes with it, and it's a that's that gets pretty heavy on the shoulders. That weight gets quite heavy sometimes. And regardless if you feel like it hasn't affected you or not, subconsciously, I believe it does. Therefore, it kind of felt that way for me yesterday. And I was just like, oh. So this morning I woke up thinking, maybe I won't even do the podcast. Fuck it. And yeah, I did skip last week. And I'm actually going to probably, you know, start doing the podcast every two weeks. I know I said I wasn't going to, but it is... I realized that when I was doing the animation last week and the video this week, I realized that I have to have that time in order for me to provide content on my IG, video content on my IG and content on my YouTube, I have to take more time. And that was proven to me by my by me when I realized how much, and I knew that shit took time, but I realized I can't be hurrying, Right. I have to do it at a, at a normal pace. And thankfully to my boy, Rick sent me a good word of encouragement and said, Hey man, I think every once every two weeks is good too. So shout out to, to him for, for kind of helping me make that decision because I was contemplating on it. I, you know, and there's times when you're like, well, I don't want to give up or quit or fail, or whatever you want to say it or however you want to say it. But you know, he's a hustler, always been a fucking hustler. And when you have like-minded people kind of tell you things that you are on the on the fence about or debating about, it's good when they kind of say, hey, man, I think this is a good idea. And and it felt good. So um, last week, I didn't have an episode because it's going to be every two weeks, at least for now. Now, who knows if that'll change in a, in a way of maybe more, more frequent. I don't want to stop doing them for sure. So... Um, but, but, uh, that was one reason why you guys didn't get that one last time. So, uh, part of not, part of not wanting, or part of doing this one today was for that reason. However, I was going to say, Hey, fuck it. Because it bothered me that bad and I'm not bullshit. So I was going to talk a little bit more about a few things that I had, planned well i always want to say it won't take long but of course it fucking will my five minute stories end up taking 20 because well because then i go off on a tangent like usual i mean my mind's fucking usually like moving right but um i I, i'm gonna go on this episode i guess and i i i decided last night after this episode that i need to do stuff that's interesting that's hopefully funnier like stuff that's funny because i always find that shit funny now that's kind of hard to say what's funny or how funny like what is funny but i don't know i'm sure there's there's things i could i i can look into or see or very interesting things like the topics that my buddy sent me or like an area 51 or like the ones that i said like the big nose george you know um uh dj cooper 
yo, that stuff, like that, that type of shit I, I, I really like. And, um, and so I, I, I know that I definitely want to focus more on that because this one kind of, it, it's a crime one and it really, it really, I don't know. I just, it put me in a dark spot for a minute and I realized I don't want to go dark like this. Really? I want to stay more on the, on the more positive, uh, you know, happier notes. Uh, so that being said, I'm going to go with, this is podcast episode 112. Now, before I go in, before I go into this, remember, like I said, it is dark. So I don't know if you guys want to listen to it as soon as I'll read you the title and then you let me know before I say that really quick. Welcome our new sponsor, the flesh. I'm kidding. I don't have a sponsor. Um, at all, <laughs> maybe especially after this this one. But I did want to just say that I was going to do I was going to go do mountain biking with Holmberg last Saturday. I I thought I mentioned it, maybe I didn't, but I think I did because we had a three day weekend. Well, not we. I'm saying I, I there was a three day weekend. Let's put that way for Good Friday, right? And so we had planned to go on Saturday. I met up, I met them up at the, uh, an event that they had for the Easter cake hunt. I think I did mention that last Friday. And so we, um, so we kind of met up there. Well, it's his event, but I went over there and had some fun and just talked to him a little bit, talked to all the whole crew and everything. But he was that week, that Wednesday, he didn't even go to work to the show and he's a show, right? Because he gets hit by allergies extremely fucking bad. Some of the, probably the worst, one of the worst ones I've ever seen. He gets, he gets floored and he lost his voice. So he couldn't, I mean, that's his fucking living. So he couldn't go on if he couldn't talk. So the whole time he's been fucking wrecked. Even till now, he's still pretty wrecked. Well, Friday, I figured he's probably not gonna be able to make it on Saturday because we're going to be outside. You know, it, it, he's already been fighting this shit all week and so when i saw him on uh and i was so excited but when i saw him on friday he's like hey man he's like i'm not gonna be able to do the the mountain bike shit tomorrow i'm like oh, i figured i said it's all right man i said no no worries i said i i thought maybe uh you wouldn't be able to do it because it's, you sounded pretty bad over the week he's like yeah he's like i couldn't do shit he goes right now i still can't do shit so much so that i think he was actually drinking water friday and i i never seen him drinking water in the event usually it's beer he maybe he had a couple but you know like i know when i'm not feeling fucking well i don't want beer and it's the weirdest thing <laughs> you know and yeah he's like he's like man he goes i'm sorry i'm like hey don't sweat it i get it i i know i i i knew he was feeling like shit i said don't don't worry about it, man. I said, we can, we'll, we'll do it another time. No sweat. And he's like, yeah, I even got the bikes tuned up and everything. And, oh, but so I was going to go mountain biking. And that was one of the things I was going to talk about. And unfortunately, yeah, it didn't happen. The fucking uh, allergies or the pollen here is pretty nasty at this time of year, the spring. And there's some nasty stuff in, in, in AZ. So anyways, See, I did kind of keep it short. Ah, hell yeah. Impressive. Maybe that's what I have. Who knows? But I've never had allergies before. Who knows? Maybe I didn't know. So anyways, yeah. 
I uh, didn't have the mountain bike story anymore or didn't have the mountain bike story that I was hoping because I was going to be probably riding the e-bike, which I was super excited for, and maybe go grab some food afterwards and some drinks, you know. But next time, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so anyways, okay. So back to the podcast, episode number 112. Now, this guy's name, I'm going to butcher it, but Isaiah Sagawa, Sagawa, Say Sagawa. Let me make sure real quick. Chat, Jamie, Jamie Chat GPT, help me out. Okay. Thanks, Jamie Chat GPT. Igsei. Oh, sorry. Isei Sagawa. Isei Sagawa. Um, is is this guy's name? Title. Now remember, you guys don't have to listen to this after this part. He got away with killing and eating his friend and classmate. Uh, horrible fucking story. Horrible. There's one thing when a killer or a serial killer is, and it's so bizarre that we do find it fascinating. I think it's just because we don't understand how people can do that to another human being. I personally think that you know, a dog or any type of animal literally like att can attack a human and be euthanized immediately. A pet. And that can happen. On another level, you go into their area, whether you go into the woods, whether you go into the water with sharks, and you get attacked because you're in their backyard. Like you're you're where you don't belong necessarily. And they'll go and try to kill them for that. It's like, it's your fucking fault. So humans to me, if they're broken that way, I don't understand why the hell they don't follow the same rules in a sense. Because they are, there are broken humans. And most of the time, they're not getting fixed. And humans are very manipulative, especially a sociopath. I will tell you what you want to hear. So... This, this is a thing where he got away with it. And I guess part of the serial killer thing is most of the time they don't. There are a few, Zodiac, one of them. But most of the time they get caught well-deservedly so. And end up getting probably more girlfriends and, and girl fans from than, than if they were out about, which is bizarre, but... I guess it's that forbidden fruit type of thing, right? So I, I'm, I don't know. Part of it, I think, is this is why it bothers me is because he gets away with it. And the other thing is, is killing a person and then also eating them is just outright disgusting and absolutely terrible. I mean, eating your eating an animal like a pet, like a dog. And I'm talking about U.S. I know there's foreign countries that look at it different, horses and so forth. But for us, the way we look at certain animals, like eating them is already fucking bad enough, let alone a human. And I can't imagine we taste that good. We're fucking humans. We're disgusting. We're pigs. It's gross, man. But when you're killing and eating, it's just, it's, that's just different level in it's so bizarre that you still just like, well, legend, and you keep them in jail, blah, blah, blah. You know, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah, great movies. 
extremely interesting shit, but I think it's, again, it's part of it because we don't understand that and they're kind of fascinated in a sense over that. But at least he got what he, he got coming to him for the most part. He didn't get enough because he killed way more people, but still, this guy is different. And, and uh, there was a couple of things that I even just cut out of here because I didn't want to say it on here or out loud because ugh, uh, it was just dark. So, um, so here we go. Now is the time to check out if you don't want to listen to some pretty dark shit. And this probably will, I, I probably won't do this, make this too long unless, of course, I got my side commentary that I usually do. So, <sighs> Issei Sagawa, who got away with killing and eating his classmate slash friend. Issei Sagawa admitted to killing his classmate so he could taste her flesh. But loopholes in the international law let him walk free. All right. That's how it starts. Here he goes. So he actually gained international notoriety. And this is the killing, eating, and then more. I'll tell you why it, it bothers me even more. And you'll kind of know what I'm talking about as soon as I'm in reading this first intro. Uh, in, in, uh, in 1981, when he dismembered and devoured Rene Hartevelt in 1981, he was fulfilling a dream 32 years in the making. The then 32-year-old was a PhD student in comparative literature at the University of Sorbonne, which I'm probably fucking up in Paris, and was obsessed with tasting human flesh. Right there, you're already fucking broke. You're already a... You're already a nutbag. Sagawa, who was born in Kobe, Japan, was studying comparative literature in Paris at the time of his crime. He was almost immediately arrested. He was, he was, I think they meant to say he was almost immediately, like, he was immediately arrested. He was immediately arrested and sentenced to a psychiatric hospital. But after his extradition, extradition to Japan, he was able to check himself out of a different psychiatric hospital due to a legal loophole and remains free to this day. This is 1981, people, that he did this. In the years since, he... So here's the part that really fucking burns me. In the years since, he has effectively made a living off his crime, and he's even become something of a minor celebrity in Japan. He, was appear he has appeared on numerous talk shows and written manga novels that graphically depict killing and eating Hartvelt. He has even starred in softcore porn reenactments where he reenactments, sorry, where he bites actors. And throughout his life, he has been chillingly unrepentant. When he discusses his crime, it's as if he believes it's the most natural thing in the world, and he plans on doing it again. All right, so. How in the fuck can somebody that deranged, that demented, and fucked up in the head still be walking around? The guy says he loves it, 
and plans on doing it again. But hey, you know what? Trial, it's free. He let him go. There's a loophole. Where's the loophole for like a pet that gets, I don't know, provoked? A dog that gets provoked and bites somebody and they they just like, oh, let's euthanize. What where's the justice there? What what, what what's going on here, right? So who was this lunatic? Issei Sagawa was born on April 26, 1949. And for as long as he can remember, he possessed cannibalistic urges and a fascination with eating human flesh. Sounds like a wonderful fucking kid so far. Man, what an outstanding human. He remembered with fondness his uncle dressing up as a monster and lowering him, lowering him and his brother into a stew pot for eating. Okay, whatever. He sought out fairy tales that involved humans being eaten. And his favorite was, well, what do you guess? Hansel and Gretel. He even recalls noticing classmates' thighs in the first grade and thinking, mmm, that looks delicious. I mean, I've seen women's thighs at the gym and so forth, and they just look sexy as shit and beautiful. Do I want to eat them? No. But touch that soft skin and just like, ugh, you know, it's just, Beautiful, and especially a girl is just beautiful to begin with. But to think, yes, that looks delicious as we use as most, a lot of us men like, mm, damn, that looks good. We're not saying taste or eating wise, right? Like, like ingestion. So, I mean, this fucking dude's, he's, he's already, he, I mean, he's broken from the start. He says he blames the media's representation of Western women like Grace Kelly for sparking his cannibalistic fantasies and equating it with what most people would call sexual desire. Okay, yeah, that that's definitely sexual desire. Oh, by the way, so I guess this part I didn't put in here, he also had bestiality with his dog at a very young age. Yeah, um, right there already tells you something. He also said, like, where other people dreamed of bedding these beautiful women, he actually dreamed of eating them. Um, yeah, sounds perfectly normal so far, right? I mean, this dude is just out of his mind, and I can't imagine that he didn't share it with some people. Now, he was a small dude that was just like... Um, uh, a pathetic of a hu pathetic human being. Let's put it that way, right? I mean, and I'm going to say because he is a piece of shit or was or whatever you want to say. So he, he, I think he was four foot nine or something like that. Now I understand being short. Yeah, it sucks. I'm I'm not a I'm not that tall of a dude. I'm probably tall for a Mexican, but you know, um, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that. He's letting that get to him to that point where he feels like he should probably kill somebody or whatever. You know, it just it just doesn't it doesn't roll that way. So he's already like. I'm trying to think of a, of a word, but he's not. This is way past little man syndrome. You know, this is way, way bigger problem than it really was. And it obviously just multiplied and escalated. 
So, and here we go and how it began. All right. So Issei Sagawa says the reasons behind his cannibalistic tendencies can't be explained to or conceptualized by anyone who doesn't doesn't share his exact urges. Well, of course, because most people aren't sharing that. Now, of course, there's tribes that, you know, in parts of the world that I believe still have done this and still do this. I, I might have even done a short podcast of this at one point on one of the tribes or at least touched it briefly, but I touched on it briefly, but I can't remember. But anyways, that that's different because that's survival, right? Like we have apocalyptic, we apocalypse, we run out of, you know, food. That's that's last, last ultimate result. Kind of like the plane, I forgot, flight, whatever, 787, whatever, that went down. And Ch Jamie ChatGPT, can you look that up for me? Thanks, Jamie ChatGPT. Man, very helpful. Very helpful. So it was flight seven, 571. And that's the one that crashed in the Andes back in... In the Andes Mountains back in 1972. So, oh, that's right. It was part of a uh, rugby team as well. So, yeah, there are certain there's certain survival methods or tribals that are different, right? Like the tribal people don't know anything that that being a frowned upon for them. That's a normal kind of deal, you know. And I think most of them, there might just be one that maybe does it, at least that we know of that still does it. But if I remember right, but for the most part, from what I understand, from what I read, and again, don't quote me on this because I don't remember exactly, but uh, most of them, I think, have stopped. And so, again, there are there are times, but not now, not especially if you live in Japan and France and even I don't care if it's 1981. We're still fine. We've been fine forever for a long time when you're in a normal fucking society. You know, he says it's, it's simply a fetish and he's, he 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 basically compares it to uh, if a normal man fancied a girl, he'd naturally feel a desire to see her as often as possible. You know, you have this crush, you have this new relationship. Of course you do. To be close to her, to smell her and kiss her is what he's saying. And that's what he says. That's what his exact quote is. If a normal man fancied a girl, he'd naturally feel desired to see her as often as possible, to be close to her, to smell her and kiss her, right? Well, he says, to me, eating is just an extension of that. That's not an extension. That's a fucking broken part. That's where your circuits in your brain just fell apart. Frankly, I can't fathom why everyone doesn't feel this urge to eat, consume other people. Because none of us, most of us aren't fucking psychopaths, nutbags, and lunatics. That's why. We actually have some courtesy and, I, I don't know, normal normalcy. Uh, he maintains, however, that he never thought of killing them, only gnawing on their flesh. Because... That's still normal. Hey, wait, listen, listen. I just want to gnaw on their flesh. I don't want to necessarily kill them. Okay. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, Sorry, my nose. I know I, I wish I could just turn away when I do that, but I do it so by, by reflex. I apologize. I know it probably bothers you guys, so I apologize. Hopefully, it clears up here soon. So... um. One thing is, is, is another reason like how it began was he was always short, as I kind of mentioned, four foot nine and skinny with legs that, quote, look like pencils, unquote. That's what he wrote in his 
best-selling book. Yeah, that's right. Best-selling book in the fog. Making money off a person that he killed and ate. Oh. He also raped her after he killed her. That's coming up, but I forgot that that I forgot to say that at the beginning, which is just so disturbing. I mean, all that shit. It, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. I really don't fucking get it. So now he's writing books, you know, wrote in the fog is what it's called. And now he's making money off off doing something very unthinkable and horrible to another human being. Supposedly a friend on top of that. He said, it became less about wanting to eat them, but more an obsession with the idea that I simply had to carry out this ritual of killing a girl no matter what. So obviously he's just like, oh, no, I didn't want to, you know, kill him. I just wanted to chew on their flesh. Okay. And then, of course, unfortunately, he eventually found the perfect victim. And that victim, unfortunately, was Renee Hartevelt. And it's 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 pretty pretty crazy. So who was well? Okay, so let's go with the killing of Renee Hartevelt. So Renee was a Dutch student studying with Sagawa at the Sorbonne, Sorbonne, whatever I don't know, France thing. Over time, Sagawa struck up a friendship with her, occasionally inviting her to his home for dinner. At some point. He gained her trust, which, you know, she was probably there by herself, I'm sure. And this is a crazy thing. He actually tried to kill, I, I think it was um, prostitutes or something. He'd invite him over, but he just couldn't, he couldn't uh, bring himself to do it. And... He actually was arrested one time before that because he was he snuck into he snuck into a a a woman's room and tried was going to try to I think bite her butt or something let me see really quick uh, Jamie ChatGPT can you look that up for me yeah, so at the age of 24, while attending Waco University in Tokyo, Sagawa followed a tall German woman, then broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. Sagawa's intention was to cannibalize her by slicing off part of her buttocks and sneaking away with a small part of her flesh. I don't know what he thought that he was. she wasn't going to wake up as he's trying to cut a piece of her ass off. I mean, shit. <clears throat> But she awoke, and according to Sagawa, thwarted his attack and pushed him to the ground because he he was four foot nine, <laughs> okay? And, um, oh, God, my nose. Sorry, guys. Sagawa was captured by police and charged with attempted rape and did not confess his true intentions to authorities. Sagawa's charges of attempted rape were dropped because his father, of course, was loaded and paid a settlement to the victim. And in 1977, at the age of 27, now he committed this murder, I believe, at 32. If I remember, what I, that's what I just I had said earlier. 
At the age of 27, Segal moved to France to pursue that PhD in literature. And he said while he was residing in Paris, almost every night, supposedly, that he would bring a prostitute home and then he would try to shoot them. But for some reason, his fingers would freeze up and he couldn't pull the trigger. So that being said, he, this, this is multiple times now. So, uh, so at this, at this point, after he gained Renee's trust, right, he had her over one time for dinner. He was like, he, he also said that he wanted her to help him with, with poetry. Okay. So like translating the poetry or something like that. So the very next, uh, sorry. So he attempted to kill her once unsuccessfully before he actually ended up killing her. Uh, the first time that he tried, the gun actually misfired when her back was turned. And here it says, as those, though most would take the sign as to give up, it only pushed Sagawa further down his rabbit hole, which here is kind of bizarre because it made me even more hysterical. This is his quote. It made me even more hysterical, and I knew that I simply had to kill her. So what happened to the, I didn't really want to kill her. I just wanted to chew on her, have taste her, whatever, right? So the very next night, he invited her over, and that's when he did it. So after Hartevelt, after Renee, I'll say, arrived, she began reading poetry at a desk with her back to Sagawa when he basically picked up a rifle that he bought and shot her in the neck. Of course, this time the gun fired, and Renee was killed instantly. Sagawa said he actually fainted after the shock of shooting her, but awoke with the realization that he had to carry out his plan. Sagawa only felt, he only felt a moment of remorse before he became elated. His quote is, I thought about calling an ambulance, he recalled, but then I thought, hang on, don't be stupid. You've been dreaming about this for 32 years and now it's actually happening. Now, how fucked up is that? I mean, what a, like, you know, what a piece of trash, really. <sighs> so, I mean, not that it would have done any help because she was already dead, but he should, still. Oh, fuck. So, okay. So, he says, immediately after killing her, well, not immediately, of course, after waking up. So, immediately after waking up and after killing her, he, he raped her corpse and began cutting her open. Um after leaving the apartment to purchase a butcher knife because I guess he was trying to just chew and his teeth weren't sharp enough. So here's where it gets a little bit um, dark and disturbing. Um, uh, I don't know if I really want to read this part. So I don't... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to. It's it's just... it's It's really... It's just really fucking disturbing because he 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 basically describes what he did next after the butcher knife in in some kind of graphic detail. So uh, I don't know. I, I kind of don't want to say that to you guys because I don't know if that's I don't know. Let me see. Hold on a second. OK, I'm going to decide not to not to read this first part 
because um, I, I don't know if you guys would want to hear it. It's it's pretty bad already reading it. So I'm going to skip part of this and then we'll go after he cut into her to begin with. So anyways, he cut, he started cutting into her. Um, and then ultimately he said his only regret was that he hadn't eaten her while she was alive, which to me is one is what's the difference at that point. And two is it's more that I think he was also just getting off the fact that he, he like a torture thing. He just wanted to torture her then at that point and eat her while she's living just because that would, that probably just got him off even more. Right. That's what turned him on. And I'm, I'm, and I'm surprised that he hasn't said that that was arousing him, but I'm sure he was aroused while he was doing this. And there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he obviously, I mean, he fucking, he raped her and shit. And, uh, so outside of the part that I deleted that I di didn't even put into these notes, I'm not reading that one part that I skipped over. But anyways, that's what he says. Hadn't eaten her while she was alive. That was his biggest regret, I guess. Wow, what a regret. Instead of like, I shouldn't have killed somebody? No, I wish I could have ate her while she was alive. So, so Sagawa consumed various parts of Hartsvelt's body, eating most of her breasts, face, buttocks, feet, thighs, and neck. Whew either raw or cooked while saving other parts in his refrigerator. Sagawa also took photographs of Hartfelt's body as body at each eating stage. I, I mean, yeah. And this is what he says. This is his quote. What I truly wish was to eating her living flesh, he said. Nobody believes me, but my ultimate intention was to eat her, not necessarily to kill her. Of course, nobody's going to believe you, dude. I mean, and, and after all this, like after all the shit that's gone and you're trying to get prostitutes and so and, and, and oh, why, why nobody believes me. Of, yeah, of course, somebody fucking believes you. I mean, it's like stealing everybody's sh shit and just saying, well, I really never wanted to break into somebody's house. I mean, you know, I mean, Yeah. Not obviously not the fucking smartest fucking dude, or maybe he was. I don't fucking know, but disgusting, that's for sure. So two days after killing Hatevelt, Sagawa disposed of what remained of her body. He had eaten or frozen most of her pelvic region, so he put her legs and torso and head into two suitcases and hailed a cab. The taxi dropped him off at the Bois de... Bois de Boulogne, Boulogne, almost looks like Bologna. Bois de Boulogne, Boulogne, or Boulogne, <laughs> Bois de Boulogne Park, which had a scheduled, oh sorry, which had a secluded lake inside it. He had planned to drop the suitcases in it, but several people noticed the suitcases dripping blood and noticed the French police. When police found Sagawa and questioned him, his response was simply admission, I killed her to eat her flesh, he said. That was it. Like, that's straight up. Straight up. That's what he says after he gets caught. Well, he walks free. He awaited his trial for two years in a French prison. 
here's here's another example of the French of you know, get some fucking balls, man, and and do what what was right, you know. When it was finally time for him to be tried, French judge Jean-Louis Bruguois, or Dick Nose is my French pronunciation of him, declared him legally insane and unfit to stand trial. Dropping the charges, dropping the charges, and ordering him to be held indefinitely in a mental institution. Well, they then deported him back to Japan, where supposedly he was to spend the rest of his days in a Japanese in a Japanese mental hospital. But uh, what happened? He didn't. Because the charges in France had been dropped, the court documents were sealed and couldn't be released to Japan authorities. Because in Japan, he was actually, um, what did they say? Jamie, chat, chat GPT. Jamie, chat GPT. Ah, thank you, chat, Jamie, chat GPT. So here's kind of a little bit more of a detail. The reason for a cigar was released. Because let's see, where was I in my notes? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm using the wrong mouse here. I got two different computers going. Uh, let's see. So yeah, deported back to Japan. Okay, so we'll go just a couple parts will be repeated here, but... Uh, it's not entirely clear, supposedly. This is what Jamie ChatGPT is telling me. But it is believed to be due to a combination of factors. One factor was that the fact, the fact that the French authorities had declared him legally insane, which meant he was not considered responsible for his actions. Hey, I'm legally insane then. Next time I'm fucking caught speeding or something, I'm legally insane. Another factor was the diplomatic pressure that Japan put on France to release Sagawa and deport him back to Japan. In Japan, Sagawa was committed to a mental hospital where he was evaluated and treated for his mental illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's curable. I mean, right? How isn't uh, killing, eating, raping, how's that not curable? Man, wow, that's fucked beyond me. However, his family's wealth and influence also played a role in his eventual release. His father, who I don't know, you know, if I, and maybe because I don't have kids, but I'm telling you, if I did, I can't imagine that I wouldn't be like, fuck him. I don't need that person. Like, we know, we, there's a piece of shit. There's a piece of shit. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no argument about it. His father, who was a wealthy businessman, hired a team of lawyers and doctors to argue that Sagawa was no longer a threat to society and could be released. And in 1986, Sagawa was released from the hospital and has since been living as a free man in Japan. So, basically... They kind of said when Japan, he was reevaluated and then they couldn't charge him with anything because the charges in France had been dropped and the court documents were sealed and couldn't be released to Japanese authorities because supposedly that's like, that's the law or at least for them. So therefore the Japanese had no case against against him and no choice but to let him walk free yeah no choice um so on august 12 1986 he checked himself out of the matazawa psychiatric hospital in tokyo and has been free ever since uh and so <clears throat> you know that 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 shouldn't have been possible that shouldn't have been possible. 
A little side note here is post-release, uh, between 1986 and 1997, he was frequently invited to be a guest speaker and commentator. In 1992, he appeared in Has- Hasiasu Sato's exploitation film, Awakuzuma. Uh, let's see. Well, basically, translation is Unfaithful Wife, Shameful Torture as a Sadu Sexual Voyeur. Wow. Getting jobs and shit. Sagawa wrote books. I believe they actually said around 20 of them, but I don't know if that's actually real or not, or maybe exaggerated, embellished. Sagawa wrote books about the murder he committed. All right. Also, remember, he also did manga comics about the murder he committed, as well as a shonen, a shonen or whatever, a book, a book on the 1997 Kobe Child Murders. Sagawa also wrote restaurant reviews for the Japanese magazine Spa. Um, he could no longer find publishers for write, for his writing, and he struggled to find employment, which it, that shouldn't even happen to begin with. Or if it was, then the funds should have went to the family, her family. Sagawa was nearly accepted by a French language school because the manager was impressed by his courage in using his real name, but employees protested and he was rejected, thankfully. Wow. In 2005, Sagawa's parents died and he was prevented from attending their funeral, which I don't know why I don't think even goes in, but repaid their creditors and moved into public housing. I guess that would be why. He received welfare benefits for a time. In an interview, in, 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 let's try this again, huh? In an interview with Vice Magazine in 2011, he said that being forced to make a living while being known as a murderer and cannibal was a terrible punishment. I don't think it was punishment enough, honestly. Oh, you poor bastard. What a terrible punishment. You killed somebody uh, and did horrible and unspeakable acts, yet you are just punished. You're the one that's punished. And part of it is he was hospitalized from hospitalized in 2013 from a cerebral infarcation which permanently damaged his nervous system. And that is a is the, is the pathologic process that results in an area of necrotic tissue in the brain. It is caused by disrupted blood supply and restricted oxygen supply, most commonly due to, oh man, whatever, and manifests clinically as an asthmic stroke, which is exactly what it sounds like. So at least he was kind of getting a little bit paid back, but I mean, still not enough to me. He later lived alone and needed daily assistance, which was provided by his younger brother or from some caregivers. Supposedly at that time, he claimed he have he, to have regretted the obsession. Isn't it amazing how when people start dying or knowing that they're dying, how all of a sudden they start changing their minds or finding Jesus or all of a sudden they're the ones preaching to you about you should talk to God and find God, but yet they're the ones that committed the act of violence and murder to begin with. Goddamn joke. Um, so where is he at today? All right. Remember, he's been free since 1986. 1981, he was 32. So where is he at today? Well, Thankfully, Sagawa actually died of pneumonia just last year, actually, on November 24th, 2022. I don't wish death really 
on just about anybody. But there's certain people that do deserve not to be here. That motherfucker was one of them and shouldn't have lived that long. Plus, making making money and income off something so terrible. And then you imagine being the family. I don't know how the family was able to like handle it. Maybe it was like just ignore everything and not not pay attention to it. I myself probably would have taken care of business myself. And that's that. He walked the streets of Tokyo where he lived, free to do as he pleased. A terrifying thought. So, the, I mean, listen, to he walked the streets of Tokyo, just lived free and doing what is he, as he pleased. And then on top of that is that he, uh, the the. The terrifying thought is that when one hears that the threat of life in prison hadn't done much to quell his urges, I think it it would have. He just didn't get, he didn't have to spend it because he knew he was free or he would have, you know, probably would have done it again. Now he would have done it again. He definitely would have been gone to, to prison. And who knows? Who knows if he ever did? I mean, knowing, knowing him, he probably would have just fucking uh, talked about it. He says, this is his quote, the desire to eat people comes becomes so intense around June when women start wearing less and showing more skin, he said. Just today, I saw a girl with a really nice derriere on my way to the train station. When I see things like that, I think about wanting to eat someone again before I die. But hey, he was, what they say? He was cured? Um... Uh, what, what was the uh, what was the exact verbiage that was used? Um, whatever, I don't even. Just ridiculous. It's nonsense. Let's put it that way. Complete nonsense. He keeps. He he goes on to say, "What I'm saying is, I can't bear the thought of leaving this life without ever tasting the derriere, derriere that I saw this morning or her thighs." He continued. I want to eat them again while I'm alive so that I can at least be satisfied when I die. Uh, so I guess he had even planned out on how he will do it. Now, just really short. I thought this was good. I was like, oh, how can you not put somebody away for just not even planning? I thought they were just like planning like the killing and what he was going to do, but the only, the only the plan that he had supposedly said was, and this is what he says, I think either sukayaki or shabu shabu, lightly, lightly boiled thin slices is the best way to go in order to really savior the natural flavor of the meat. Um, hey, Jamie Chet, GPT, can you look up what sukiyaki is really quick? I know you guys probably know, but I just want to see what. What is it? It's a popular Japanese dish that is typically consists of thinly sliced beef, tofu, vegetables such as shiitake, mushrooms, and onions and noodles all together in sweet and savory sauce. The dish is usually cooked at the table in a shallow iron pot called a nabe or a sukiyaki pot. And the ingredients are dipped in raw beaten eggs before eating. Okay. Um... How bizarre to me. So in the meantime, Sagawa supposedly had refrained from cannibalism. That supposedly hasn't stopped him from 
capitalizing well suppose of course that had that had never stopped him from capitalizing his crime as i said he had wrote reviews for japanese uh, magazine and you know talk about his urges and the crime and supposedly to date he had published 20 books his most recent book is called extremely intimate fantasies of beautiful girls and i guess it's filled with pictures drawn by himself as well as by famous artists i I, i'm sure depicting what him eating and sex or supposedly and again remember was in a soft corn porn that's another thing that he was before and would pretend to bite his victims or whatever you want to call it so he also did porn i'm sure it was fascinating fucking four foot nine um little weasel fucking jumping up on a leg like a like a little you know like a like a tiniest dog on the planet trying to hump your leg or something but at least the little dog is cute um he says i hope that people who read it will at least stop thinking of me as a monster right that's yeah you better fucking hope a lot bro in 2018 i guess some french french filmmakers recorded recorded the two talking he and his brother because they live together and when sagawa brother asked him as your brother would you eat me and i guess sagawa's only response was an empty stare in silence which that could have been the stroke you know so (laughs) I hope it was. So I definitely, for me, I'd have killed his ass if it was my family. He did that too. No fucking question. So there it is. He's, um, he, he passed no longer alive, but, um, extremely dark. There were some graphic images that I ended up pulling up and just even more disturbing. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you guys want to take a look there's basically photos of 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 what the cops took in his apartment and it's very very highly disturbing and i just i have a couple that are kind of burning my head a little bit which i hope to purge eventually but sorry for such a dark and twisted episode uh i i like to joke i like to laugh this one did not help and this is why I like being happy and laughing and and comedic stories or things that you could joke about a little bit more. Bring that to me. Bring that joy, that laugh. I always say laughter is the closest thing to utopia that we'll ever feel and and ever, well, that we all, that we ever feel or will ever feel. It's truly utopic when you laugh. Think about it. When you laugh, everything goes away. You just get this feeling of joy, laughter, love. All the greatest, the greatest emotions in your spirit, your human, your soul, whatever you want to believe in, whatever you call in, all come together and and mold together and bring this this noise that we call laughter and the feeling and emotion that we get is truly truly the best release in the world and 
absolutely amazing. And that's why I like to laugh. And that's why I like to make people laugh because that feeling is, is true utopia. It's the best feeling in the world and there's nothing like it. Yeah, there's coming, no question. And they say that that is also uh, utopic to a person. But the, my, 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 my thing is with, is the thing is, when is the last time you laughed so hard with somebody and then told them to get out of bed and to leave you alone and to go home? So laughter, I, be, I think, is the best. So um, that's why I'm, I, I don't really want to do these anymore, and I probably won't, unless it's like, uh, again, uh, what is it, George... Parrot George, George Parrot George, the Parrot, Parrot George, <laughs> um, and, and things like that. You know, the DJ Cooper was great. He wasn't, he wasn't horrible. He got away. That's, that's, you know, you're kind of rooting for that. So, you know, that's the type of thing I like and, and more other stuff that you can kind of be comedic about and so forth. So again, I couldn't get, go. <sighs> I debated on, on releasing this one. I hope you, you guys still kind of found it somewhat fascinating I, I don't want to say enjoying it or enjoyed the podcast i just hope maybe that you kind of learned from it and and at least found it somewhat interesting i know it's dark and i apologize well i can't apologize i, don't, I can't apologize for things like that like i can't apologize for jokes or anything like that it's not that i apologize for that i just i know it's dark it's not using my style but i hope that you guys at least found it somewhat interesting entertaining and somewhat fascinating but anyways it's time for me to get ready to call it a night i actually got to do a couple more things working wise i am way over my limit on podcasting today but i will keep the end short i i got to go ahead and rinse this out of my system a little bit and you know get some laughter get some good production and productive get some productivity done and feel good. So hopefully you guys will do the same. <laughs> feel good, feel fun, feel great. Check out my animation. There we go. That'll do it. Go on to go on to YouTube right now, Jose Mesa the Degenerate. Check out my animations and that'll make you feel good. It does all the time. Oh, and watch watch the whole my beers watch this skits that me and my buddy did. A while back. I love those. Those will help you feel better. Those will make you feel laughter. Therefore, true utopia. I will see you guys later. <laughs> Not see you guys later. I will talk at you guys later. Man, I haven't done that one in a minute. I've, I've, been, I've been on a roll. I'm not messing up. I will talk at you guys later. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And check me out some more on my other, on my other medias, my other channels. Grateful for your time. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys. That's a fucking wrap. <laughs>